Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Another day, another Luis Diaz podcast. Today I'm joined by another returning guest. The last time he was on, he was totally right about Diogo Jota being a fantastic footballer. Welcome back to the creator of Portugal.net, Tom Kunda. Hi, Tom. Hope you're well. Hi, Gags. Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Yeah, uh, yeah that was good. Uh, and, you know, I'm as pleased as anyone, as pleased as you or any Liverpool supporter that uh, the Jota move has turned out how it has. Absolutely. And that's what I was going to recap, actually, with you. To the last time we spoke, you had some reservations about Diogo. We call him Diogo now. Um, joining uh, Liverpool and competing with Salah, Mane, Mane, Bobby. You know, you went into length and in saying that those three were so good. How How is he going to displace someone, you know, in, in, in that three? Would you agree, then, those fears have now been put to bed? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was very worried. I think lots of people here in Portugal were that, you know, he just spend... In 90% of the time on the bench. I mean, you're talking about probably the most feared forward line in European football for, you know, or among the most feared four line, uh, front line, aren't you, for the last yeah. five years or so. So consistent. And, you know, they're, as well as being great individual players, they've obviously got great chemistry together. So people were thinking, how the hell is uh, Jota going to break into that? But yeah, he just, you know, started off brilliantly, didn't he? And then, uh, yeah, even that injury, you know, didn't really set him back when he got over that. He, uh, you know, he's just uh, just really proved what a good footballer he is and proved that he deserves to be in that company. And I suppose, I think one thing you have to say about Jota, I think you'll agree with this, uh, Gags, is that he he's just a perfect player for Liverpool, isn't he? He's just, he's, his characteristics just suit that, side, that style so much, you know. He so, has been... Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, you know, we whoever we spoke to about him were gushing about him and saying great things, including yourself. And the fears that you had at the time were because 
you 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 rated him so highly, you know, and and that was that was what was coming across to me, um, that you know this player, people in Portugal and people that follow Portuguese football do not want him to go to waste. Well, thank God he has been tremendous. There's no way he's now first choice for me over Bobby. Um, he scores all sorts of goals, all types of goals. He's just phenomenal with his head. And he is, isn't he? That's that, oh even God. for the national team as well, because he's not a big guy, is he? But he's just, no. <laughs> he knows, uh, you know, how to position himself and how to finish, arguably better finishing with his head than, than with his feet a lot of yeah, the time. He's popping up in um, all the right places to finish. And I'm just so glad that, um, you know, he's been done right by and he's, he's shown his quality. And I think that leads us on to Luis Diaz, who's joining us from Porto, or at least it seems he's going to be joining us. There's a medical supposed to be happening um, any time, really, in uh, South America. I think they're in Argentina, or at least it's going to happen in Argentina, where he's travelled to after the Columbia game yesterday. Um, so, are there similar fears for Luis Diaz? <laughs> <laughs> well, first thing I've got to say is that, uh, you know, hand on heart, I'm not... Uh, I haven't got such a vested interest in this one because, of course, it's not Portuguese. And so, you know, Portuguese national team is one of my, uh, you know, major concerns in football. So that's why I was right. so worried about Jota. Uh, yeah, Luis Diaz, yeah, I suppose, yeah, going to answering directly your question. I mean, if it was going to be difficult for Jota getting in, breaking into that front three, uh, how difficult is it going to be Diaz <laughs> breaking into a front four now? You know, that's five incredible players that are, incredible attacking players that Liverpool have got on their hands. But yeah, you know, he's coming into his, uh, you know, this move just makes complete sense for Liverpool, doesn't it? He's coming into his prime, 25 years old, absolutely exploded this season. He's been a very good player since he's been to Portugal, but this season has just taken his game to a completely different level. And uh, I think Liverpool, probably ideally, Liverpool would have bought him. You know, been, we all know they've been tracking him and I think they plan to buy him, but they're probably maybe we're happy to wait until summer, uh, but uh, you know, with uh, with Salah and Mane and, and Firmino getting on a little bit, he would have been a kind of natural replacement. But with Tottenham's uh, attempt to buy him, I think Liverpool just thought, right, you know, we don't want to let this one get away. So uh, yeah, they've bought him. Uh, I think it's well, it looks like they're about to buy him, isn't it? Uh, I think uh, it is going to be tough for him to. To play just because you know to play all the time, it's, it's it might be quite interesting to see how that affects him because you know he's been just hands down the best player in Portugal this season. So you know he's been yeah, apparently he's played more minutes this year than um, I think it's only for us. I think it's only VVD and Mo that have played as many minutes um, yeah. as him. Uh, I think I was reading yesterday in our under pressure stats chat. Um, that we've got in WhatsApp, but that that tells you how much football he's been playing. But would you? I mean, we have. We, before I go to how he fits and everything, there's a question from a subscriber um, at Fox's Fox Eight. He see um, how close was he to Spurs to going to Spurs, and what's the reaction in Portugal regarding the move? Well, apparently, he's very close to going to Spurs in the sense that Spurs made a firm offer. There's a as a guy here in Portugal, I suppose you can call him the Portuguese uh, Fabio. What's the name of the 
the Italian who breaks all the transfer news. Oh, Fabrizio <laughs> Romano, is it? Yeah, that's God. right, that's right. So, so it's, the go, Portuguese, <laughs> it's the Portuguese version of that, uh, that he, uh, called Pedro Sepulveda, but he gets, you know, he gets all the, the transfer news straight away. And he's, to be fair to him, almost always seems to be bang on the money, be correct with uh, his scoops. And uh, about two days ago, he said that, uh, you know, he said that Spurs have made his firm offer, gave the details, you know, 45 million. It's, as far as I can see, it was pretty much the exact same offer, which has now been reported by Liverpool. You know, 45 million up front plus uh, about 15 million in add-ons, bonuses or whatever, mm. uh, you know, reaching objectives. And so, and they said Porto are kind of thinking about the move or, you know, this bid, this formal bid has been, has been uh, tabled by Spurs. He didn't say that Porto had uh, accepted it, said that was on the table. And so, you know, given his past record of this journalist, there's no reason to really doubt that. And I think, you know, one or two of the reports coming out of Tottenham being very unhappy uh, suggest that, you know, it was true. So, yeah, uh, I think, you know, that I suppose, why didn't it go? Why didn't that happen straight away? I suppose the player himself perhaps had a bit of a... uh, you know, think about it because it's it's just been so good, Gags. It's been so good. He must have thought that, you know, with all due respect to Tottenham, uh, if I wait a little bit, you know, he he must have known that there's been interest from Liverpool. You know, if you if you're gonna be if you've got a choice playing for a club who's challenging for the league title every season, challenging for the Champions League, or another, you know, very good club in Tottenham Hotspur, but a club which is a long way below that level, you know, it's it's pretty obvious which one you're gonna go for, I suppose, isn't it? Absolutely, it's, it's obvious, and uh, like you said, he must have known um, that this was a summer move happening. And if Porto were Porto, must have let Liverpool know, dudes, <laughs> this is happening. By the way, yeah, uh, I know you want him, so if you want, you can take him now. Also, I have it. to say, yeah, I have to say that uh, painful watching as it was, <laughs> but those uh, those last few games between uh, Porto and Liverpool. You know, uh, Luis Diaz might have been in kind of frame of mind if you can't beat them, join them. You know, because they've been, uh, you know, Liverpool have just uh, been Porto's nemesis, haven't they, on the pitch the last few seasons? So really, uh, but he he had a great showing, a really good showing at Anfield. To be fair to him, he laid yeah. it on a plate for a couple of goals, and Porto just kept missing the blooming chances. They they yeah. broke through <laughs> about three or four times that first half. I remember, go, I remember watching it and going. What is going on? This is totally different to the first the, the first game where we blasted him, and yeah, yeah. Um, now we're getting schooled a little bit. But um, his pace was, you know, properly causing us all sorts of trouble. And we've got a decent we've got decent pace in our back line, so that's going to cause a lot of Premier League teams and a lot of Champions League teams a lot of problems, especially with the quality that he's going to be surrounded by at the club, yeah. you know. And and that surely is going to make a difference. I mean. We were talking, um, what's the reaction though in Portugal and, um, you know, if in the papers or in the media about this move? Is everybody kind of like not surprised anymore or? Uh, I suppose in general, people aren't too surprised just because it, it is a lot of money and, uh, you know, Porto, it's well reported, they had big financial problems over recent years. They're actually, mm. they were prevented from making transfers for, I think, about a year, maybe a year and a half. Gosh because of the, you know, FFP rules and, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, so I think in general, people aren't surprised, you know, he's just so good. It was obvious that he was going to leave, uh, you know, sooner or later. 
I'd say specifically for Porto fans, they are, uh, you know, pretty furious, I think is the word, the correct word to, to use. They are, you know, very angry about this because, uh, you know, Porto, they had a very good season in Europe last season, everyone saw, but domestically, they didn't win anything. And so there's a lot of pressure for, uh, you know, for Porto to, to win the league this season. And I think with Diaz in the side, most people, there's six points clear now at the top. Most people would have made them quite strong favourites to, to win the league. Now selling Diaz, selling their best player, uh, you know, sporting, they've been, they won the league, obviously, last season. They've been pretty good this season. They've had a little bit of a wobble recently, but they've been pretty good. They're still quite competitive. You know, that kind of opened the door, opens the door uh, for sporting, a lot of people think. And so that's one reason why Porto fans aren't say this is a bad time to sell. Second reason, uh, perhaps, uh, you know, even more angry, uh, Porto have traditionally been very hard, you know, drive a very hard bargain, get pretty much their release clause for, or very close to the release clause for the players. And people basically think, is being sold at a, a lower price than it's worth. I think I would agree with that. He's just, he's just an absolutely sensational player. He's, you know, I think Liverpool are, is likely to stay at Liverpool, of course. You know, Liverpool being such a big club, but imagine if two or three years down the line, I don't know, Real Madrid or even Barcelona sort themselves out and they want to kind of bring in a marquee signing. I can yeah, well Liverpool, imagine. Might, Liverpool might make a profit on him as well. <laughs> yeah, I could well imagine him being worth, you know, 90 towards 100 million in, in two or three seasons. So big, a lot of... That's, yeah. that's a big call, dude. That's saying he's good, right? Because I was just about to ask you, you know, he seems to have, and this is again from Fox's Fox A, he's uh, dominating the questions right now. Uh, he seems to have had a drastic improvement in the last 12 months. Um, is that something that came yeah. as a surprise to you though? Uh, is it yeah. the manager, Contessao? I mean, is it because a lot of people yeah. are crediting him as well, aren't they? Yeah, I think you have to give him credit. I think you have to give first and foremost the player himself. And you know, guys, this is such a confidence game in the mm. in the uh, Copa America, which of course took place in the summer between the the European seasons. You know, he was absolutely sensational. He was top scorer, joint top scorer with a certain Lionel Messi. So mm. that can kind of, uh, you know, what what must that do to your confidence? And I don't know, I'm sure you and most of the listeners have probably been looking at his highlight reel and uh, his goals <laughs> at that. They, they were just ridiculous, weren't they? Every single goal was just more sensational than the previous one. And they were, uh, and then, and uh, yeah, in terms of his improvement, you know, he's always a very good player here. He's been at, uh, in Portugal for three seasons. This is his third season. First two seasons, you could see he was, you know, big, big talent, but, uh, you know, quite a young player and adapting to a new country. He'd do something amazing or brilliant or have a really good game, maybe one every every four games or so, or one every four or five games. And he wasn't even a starter, you know, as recently as last season, he wasn't a, a nailed-on starter for Porto. You know, he'd, there was a few games, I remember he started on the bench and also quite often he'd get subbed off. But this season, uh, I don't know if it was that, you know, that tournament in the Copa America, if it's just, you know, him working hard and progressing, if it's the coaching of Conceição, I suppose probably is a combination of all of those things. He has just been absolutely sensational. Instead of having those, you know, amazing games every every three or four games, he just virtually every game is just absolutely on fire. You know, he's been getting man of the match every game virtually. He's scored 
goal after goal, uh, his top scorer here in Portugal. And remember, he's not an out-and-out striker. So, so yeah, his his improvement is quite amazing, actually. I can't quite remember a player who's made such a drastic improvement from one season to the next, you know, in terms of consistency. Love that quote, the confidence part, because if you start believing in yourself, a lot of people seeing this in their own lives, you start believing in yourself a little bit and, and pushing those limits. You, anything's possible. And the Copper America seems like a proper, you know, change of... Um, changing yeah. his life moment you know like getting that that love and affection and then you know th- that much success in terms of being top scorer joint top scorer with Messi and yeah. is unbelievable yeah. in it for a kid I yeah, mean yeah. Uh, I'm sorry so, yeah. go on, go, so, go sorry guys it. just to just to interrupt you there because that that's interesting you say that that love and affection he was obviously you know I, I don't know too much about this I'm sure the the guy you spoke to the South American expert probably yeah. gave you more info on him, but he is, I know he's absolutely loved in Colombia. Yeah, and there was is. a really nice, there was a really nice uh, bit of video footage from him between, uh, after the Copa America had finished, just before the European season started, and he'd gone back to his hometown in Colombia and he was playing a game of street football. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> shared it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's amazing, isn't it? You see him, I thought he was barefoot in the end, but then, on closer inspection, you could see it wasn't. So I'm not sure if, if Porto saw that, if they would have been too happy. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know, you could just see there was a massive crowd, wasn't there? You know, just uh, uh, you know, people all lining all around the pitch, and he looked like he was really enjoying himself. And the players Simon were. Did. So, You're right. Yeah. Simon did yeah. go through that and say that yeah. you know he's 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 very humble and he's very yeah. uh, he's come from poverty and he's you know he's had problems in his life. You know, he's very very thin. And yeah. he, t- he went through the whole of his history, which was great. And then kind of this is a follow on because up to you know now the, the Portuguese football part is, is with you and it's perfect because it's all mapping up together. And his, you mentioned something about him not being um, an out and out striker just then. And that follows on really nicely to a question from Patrick A, who said, you know, he watched the Colombia versus Peru first half last night and he noticed that Diaz made a lot of runs without the ball into the center so off the ball but but didn't get the ball then at that point you know didn't get it from anyone does it do you believe that diaz is just a left wide forward in our system or would he be an option as the false nine too yeah possibly possibly it's a bit difficult for me to say because from his time here in portugal he's been so effective in that position Mm. that you know he obviously hasn't really needed to play anywhere else because uh you know, Porto haven't needed to to play him or try him anywhere else because he has been just so good, you know, just starting off from, from the left flank or inside left and then cutting in or even, you know, going to the byline is just almost unstoppable. But yes, he has, he does drift into the middle quite a lot. He's scored a few headers, which is quite surprising. Uh, you know, I think this is another... Another Jota. Another feather to his bow. Yeah, another quite similar to Jota, actually. In that he, he, again, isn't, you know, the, the biggest guy in the world. But, uh, you know, he, he gets himself in position. He's good with his with his head as well. I think he scored three or four headers this really season. Really good you ones know. as well. Like, yeah, honestly, yeah. the angles and the, the distance of them. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, so, we're watching some of those. Yeah, so, yeah, I think, you know, again, I suppose that's another reason why he just seems to fit that Liverpool model. Well, you know, uh, you know, quite, you know, that's quite an array of uh, of attacking talent. Klopp will have at his disposal, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, Sean Goodu's asking, what areas of his game do you think he still needs to improve? 
Uh, good question. It's just been so magnificent this season. Wow. It's, it's quite difficult to, it's quite difficult to, uh, you know, pinpoint anything. Again, things that you wouldn't really associate with kind of an ex- exciting forward is like, you know, you might think perhaps lack of work rate, but no, no, forget about that. Is like you say, it probably comes from his humble background, really hard worker, and also Sergio Conceição. You know, he sometimes gets a bit of criticism because he puts so much emphasis on on working hard and uh, you know hard running and basically being physical and giving you know over 100% every game. There's no way you can you can play for Porto if you're not that kind of player. So. Ideal for Liverpool, that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I can't really, I can't, to be be honest, I can't really, uh, you know, put nothing really stands out as a a big weakness in this game. So, his consistency has been good as well this season. You know, he's been consistently superb, isn't he? Because he's top scorer. He's got, I think, 20 goals and assists combined, isn't it? So, that's, that's pretty, pretty damn. Pretty damn hot for half a season. Um, if he does that for the second lap, you're 40, talking 40 goals and yeah. assists. Elite, elite levels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's one of these. I mean, Porto, fair play to Porto. They managed to, uh, incredible regularity, uh, you know, pick up these South Americans and just kind of polish them and turn them into real world class talents. You know, going right back, you've got, uh, you know, Falcao, you've got uh, Hamas Rodriguez, you've got. Uh, you know, players like that, even Jackson Martinez, he was just absolutely phenomenal again, another Colombian when he came to them. And uh, yeah, Luis Diaz is just uh, uh, the next one. They've certainly got a great recruitment policy of going to yeah. South America and they get that, they got that advantage that they can allow, you know, like obviously in England, we can't, it's the, the, the getting the visas is the hard part, isn't it, of the South American yeah, players? Yeah. So yeah. going to Portugal first is the, is, is perfect, isn't it, really, to get into Europe? They yeah, get yeah. all the they get all the starlets and make all the money really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which yeah. Is great. <laughs> which, which is perfect. Really. It has to be some way that it, it balances itself out, right? And um, we've got Shamik Askin as someone who's been following. You know, maybe I don't know if you've been following Diaz, but um, he's he's uh, assuming you have. What would your expectations be of him uh, this season and then next season? So, so the remainder of the season at Liverpool and then and then next year. Yeah, well, you know, obviously, I think the only problem, well, first of all, I think there's absolutely no doubt he's going to be a success, I'd say, whichever club he went to, you know, biggest clubs in the world, I'm for sure he'd be Just a success. to give you some note, because yeah. you're probably not, you're not a Liverpool, you don't follow Liverpool fans, but yeah. Mane has been good, but he's not at Mane levels for the last year. Yeah. Um, on the left, and yeah. he's coming up to his 30s now as well. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Bobby has dropped off a cliff. Like, he's doing better this year. But the last 18 months have not been great for Bobby Firmino. So just wanted to arm you with that knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure it's, you know, it's a natural progression, isn't it? It seems like mm. a, an obvious replacement, perhaps, you know, like for like for Mane. I know that Klopp, uh, he tends, or this didn't really happen with Jota, if I remember well, but it's quite often when they get in big transfers, even their big transfers, yeah, Klopp likes to kind of ease them in very slowly, doesn't he? Even sometimes you know, keep them kind of out of the team for a few weeks to, to get, you know, kind of 100%. get up to speed of his methods. But uh, I'm not sure if that will happen with Diaz because, you know, he's, he's also, he's, you, you've got to remember, he's on, he's, he's absolutely on fire. He's, you know, he's at the top of his game. So 
probably wouldn't. Giannis, even if he does start from the bench to start, he'll be explosive to come off yeah, the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I and, think it also wouldn't be very conducive for him uh, or for Liverpool, obviously, to, you know, to, to have that kind of period. So, yeah, I would, uh, you know, of not playing at all. So I would expect him to feature quite soon. But, you know, obviously that's, you know, Mane. We're still in, we're still in four competitions. Uh, yeah, and exactly, at the end yeah. of the day, when the Champions League kicks off, we really need that that player that's got X factor to just say if we need to rest a Mane or a Jota because yeah. you know Mo seems to be like Superman and plays every single game but um, even even just imagine you start a game you know a Premier League game on a weekend with the, the original three Mane, Bobby and Mo but then you go into the Champions League game with Diaz, Mo and Jota you're like what? That's amazing yeah. <laughs> that's amazing yeah. because it's going to when it gets to that phase of the season and Liverpool want to go all the way this year to the Champions League because Man City are, are an animal in the league yeah. and um, so that the, the Champions League is the clear you know it's got to be one of the priorities now if you want to get far in the Champions League you can't drop off in the Premier League either so you've got two competitions that are going to go all the way and also the the, the, the fixture list gets nuts yeah. so you're literally playing two games a week all the way up to the end of May if you've got a f- five players that you can rotate up top, there's going to be plenty of games to go around. Plenty yeah. of games for me. Yeah. That's in yeah, my yeah. opinion. And adding oh. a Diaz to that, just it's mouth-watering, Tom. It's mouth-watering. Oh, I'll tell you, it's going to be. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. I tell you, with uh, <laughs> with Salah on one side, Diaz on the other, you know, and then whoever you know, Mane or Shotter in the middle. I think that is going to be so. Uh, that is going to be, you know, such an exciting team to watch. You know, Liverpool already, I think. Uh, you know, dude. <laughs> they're, they're, they're pretty exciting team to watch, but uh, you know, I think that would just, you know, elevate them perhaps to to another level as well. I think it would just be almost impossible to stop them scoring. So, so this pace is next level as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, well, it's got everything really. Really good pace. Uh, his he just kind of drifts past players. You know, he just. There was this game a couple of weeks ago against hmm. Estoril when they were Porto actually were in a bit of trouble, like they were going to lose. They've won, I don't know, I think it's 14 or 15, something ridiculous, league games on the road. And uh, it looked like they were going to lose. They were losing 2 0 at half time to Estoril, who are a decent team, about six or seventh in the league away from home. So it looked like finally they were going to come unstuck. And then, second half, Luis Diaz just, just absolutely ridiculous, just a. Uh, Completely ripped them apart on his own. Really, you know, brilliant assist, uh, lovely goal himself, and just you know t- tore them apart. The uh, I remember the commentators were saying, "Why isn't the uh, the Estoril manager, you know, taking off the the right backs? Is just getting absolutely." And you know, the, his co-commentator said, "No, you, you can't take him off. You need to put on another right back to, <laughs> to try and stop Diaz." Because uh, you know he was just absolutely uh, unbelievable that game. So so yeah, he's uh, you know he's uh, it's such an exciting player to watch. Uh, and yeah, Salah and Diaz, you know that. Uh, like I say, oh, a nice ring to it, hasn't it? Salah yeah, and Diaz, um, definitely. Sandy at Sandy on um, our Discord server is asking from being probably the focal point right now um, in the Porto team to being eventually trusted at Liverpool, how do you think he will cope? Yeah, yeah, it's a good question, you know, because he is definitely the main man now. But again, uh, I think his attitude, we've already touched on it here, you know, he's got really good attitude. 
uh, you know, apart from everything we've said about his kind of background and his, his general humble nature, I think. Doesn't come across and, uh, as a dickhead on the pitch as well, does he? No, 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 not at all. And another, uh, another thing which I think is quite impressive, I mean, he's just been absolutely tearing it up this season, obviously, but you haven't heard one word. He was, he's been asked a few times, obviously, uh, you know, about, uh, you know, his hopes for the future, his ambitions, but you haven't really heard any, anything. He's not, he hasn't been pining for a move at all, you know, not even from his agent. And so, uh, yeah, he just seems like a, you know, perfect professional. So I think if he, if he does, and, you know, obviously, obviously he, you know, he, he realises what, uh, you know, what Salah and Mane in Liverpool have done over the last few years, he realised this is not, I'm, I'm sure he's quite confident that he can do well in that team, but I think he also re- must realise that, you know, he hasn't got a divine right to to be starting every game. So I suppose they'd just be, you know, eased in. I don't think that would be a problem at all. Totally agree. Um, what, this was a really impressive question from at Jock the Chock. Um, yeah, <laughs> great name for Jock. Um, where on the scale of forward-minded footballers who have departed Portugal over recent years does Tom see Diaz? So above the above or below the likes of Bruno, James, Rodriguez, you know, etc. In ready in readiness to make the step up to yeah. a tougher championship like the Premier League. Yeah, that is a great question. Yeah, that is a great question because some of those players I mentioned earlier, like particularly I suppose Hulk and Jackson Martinez. <laughs> Uh, even Falcao, maybe to an extent, you could say that they left Portugal and perhaps never quite, uh, you know, reached the heights or were as influential in their in their new teams as they as they were uh, for Porto uh, in Portugal. Uh, and then you got, other, but uh, yeah, but you know, yeah, I think Diaz can can really go all the way. Uh, Di Maria is another one, maybe which. I suppose would be perhaps most similar to his profile in that, you know, he was quite young when he came over, not really that known. Again, really exciting player. But by the time he left, you you knew that he was just a superstar in waiting. And that's that's actually what, you know, that's what came to pass with Di Maria. I'd say he was quite similar. Uh, as far as Bruno Fernandes, I think the only difference, I'm a little bit partial perhaps as well, being a, port, a, sporting, so a, sport, a sporting supporter. <laughs> but uh, I think Fernandes was a little bit different. Fernandes was the player who I was most convinced, absolutely convinced. Uh, no, I'd say the same as in, with Diaz, but Bruno Fernandes, I just absolutely had no doubts that he would be a huge success. But why? All of us because, knew that. We were yeah, pining be, for him at Liverpool as uh, well, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's because he'd done it in Portugal, you know, for almost three seasons. He'd just been mm. doing what Diaz basically is doing now, but doing it for three seasons, you know. So he was, uh, that wasn't a surprise at all. But yeah, no, Diaz, I would definitely expect him out of these great players or these players that have just been absolutely magnificent when they left Portugal. Some have, you know, kind of gone on to, to prove that they're, you know, superstar quality. Others, not so. But I would definitely expect Diaz to to be in that first category. Yeah, I was expecting to have a, you know, really strong career. Amazing. And that's what we want to hear. Um, lastly, Accra asks, do you know if he has a song at Portugal, uh, at Porto? Because uh, he knows okay, the Scousers yeah. will, will love <laughs> to make one up for him, but good to hear if the other club sings one. Yeah, I'm not, I can't answer that really. I don't, you'd yeah, you're a sporting fan, you yeah. wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to go to a Porto expert for that. It's not, quite so i'd say in general it's not quite so 
traditional here in Portugal right. as, it, as it is in England, you know, to have individual songs. It's quite funny because when Portuguese players go to England, quite often, you know, or even managers, I think Bruno, I was, I was a member of Port about one for Bruno Lage the other day from the Wolves supporters, uh, when these songs, you know, are, are kind of made up, these chants for individual players, they find their way back to the Portuguese media quite fast and everyone, uh, you know, everyone seems to have a little bit of a laugh and uh, likes enjoying them just because it's not really the tradition in Portugal to, to make not up these individual chants. That's um, just appeared. Uh, is really good actually I was trying to learn it the other day because it's quite it's got two different verses and it's quite a bit to get in but I I, I was working and I put it on on the side and it was proper you know it was it was proper bounce it's gonna bounce the Jota song believe me it's got a big big future him and I hope Diaz is the same I just think um you know I asked this question and I don't know if you watched a lot of Liverpool in the past or whilst you're growing up and stuff, but I asked this question to Simon. So I want to put it to you as well. Who in Liverpool's history would Diaz remind you of if there is a player? I mean, yeah, that's the well, that's, that's a tough one. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe I'll show my age now because that's on, what, uh, yeah, you know, obviously I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was born and brought up in, in England and became I was a football fanatic there. So, but I'm more, uh, you know, 80s, 90s footballers. So who would he remind me of? I suppose, no, you couldn't say, you couldn't say John Barnes because it's a different kind of player to John Barnes. John Barnes wasn't really pacey at all, was he? He did have a, he had a, he had a good pace. He was silky though, wasn't he, Barnes? Yeah, just, he was silky. And also, even his build ride. and everything, you know. He was, <laughs> big yeah, guy, big, wasn't big, he? Big build, uh, strong muscle, everything. Yeah, he had everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah, it's quite a difficult one. Going back a few, yeah, it wouldn't be that obvious or someone. Simon, no, Simon came up with McManaman, just the way he runs uh, with the Maybe, ball. maybe, right? yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said... I don't think it's exactly the same player, but some of his body movements reminded me of Luis Suarez as well. Just I think that's some, a good one, yeah. That's a good one. He's some, really, he's yeah. kind of supple. He's really supple. You know, he gets the kind of, I say, I've used this word about him quite often as well, which is languid, which is, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it seems strange, you know, because he's so explosive and so speedy. So how can you be that and languid? But he is, he just seems to, you know, everything seems to work. He's so well coordinated that uh, yeah, he's, that's not, he's, that's he's not got a bad some shout. he's got some skills, hasn't he? Like you know, like the yeah. street skills with the on the pitch. He yeah, brings yeah, those yeah. flicks and tricks, and he literally, but he makes because it was what Simon said last night. He makes it work for him. As yeah, in, yeah. it's not for it's not just for showboating. He literally gets himself out of positions and makes a position out of something by doing something spectacular. And you're like, what? Did yeah, you yeah, yeah. Do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and really direct as well. I think that's one thing which maybe makes him stand out a little bit from other really talented wingers. He's, you know, sometimes wingers, they're just really tricky, beat a player and then maybe go back, beat him again. Like Diaz isn't like that. He's just so direct, you know, he gets past his man and then he's just got his eyes hitting that byline or hitting the pitch or cutting inside and having a shot, you know, really, really direct like that. So, uh, those And those yeah. are the strengths that you'd say from him. There is major strengths, the directness really. Yeah, yeah, and it's just just so difficult to stop one on one. You know, this this season has been literally unstoppable. They use that word, don't they? Unstoppable and playable. Uh, you know, I, I also saw that to my cost here at, uh, at Sporting. Scored a brilliant goal against us to 
to equalise. You know, obviously a big, big game that was Sporting with one earth and he scored absolutely brilliant equaliser, which was something which I suppose you could say is his signature goal, which is uh, a bit like... Uh, yeah, describe you know, that one for us. That'd yeah, be great. You, you know the Aaron Robin goal when he's on, he's on the right yes. and he just cuts Puts. inside, smacks it in with his left foot. Diaz does exactly that, but on the other side. So he's on the left, cuts inside, smacks it in with his, with his right foot and he scored an absolute beauty. Uh, against Sporting for that. Again, it's quite interesting listening to some of the analysis. Um, uh, you know, going into big detail about that goal and some of the defenders, ex-defenders were saying that, you know, the, the defender gave him a little bit too much room, but then it was kind of analysed frame by frame and you could see another defender, former Portugal international, actually. I think it was uh, George Andrade, who is a former central defender. So, you know, good credentials. He was disagreeing. He says, no, the central defender did absolutely nothing wrong there. He's correctly positioned. Uh, there's just nothing you can do. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to say, that's too good. Uh, because uh, there's also, you've probably seen a clip of it, and your listeners have probably seen a clip of it. There's a clip of virtually the same kind of goal he scored, uh, but it was at home uh, for Porto, and it's just got an amazing camera angle uh, from behind where you just see him. It. Yeah, you just see him cutting inside again. The defender doesn't really seem to be doing an awful lot wrong. You the know, postage stamp one. Yeah, he's just, he just cuts inside and then he just levers it right foot. But he does that so fast from the moment he, you know, he cuts inside and then immediately almost in the same stride smacks it. And it's just like an arrow. You know, it's no curl in it. <laughs> it's just like an arrow right into the top corner. And then the, you can see the kind of defenders just kind of, you know, shrugging their shoulders and thinking that. You know, there's just no way you can stop that. So, yeah, that's that's his thing. Actually, going back to Liverpool players, I remember uh, not quite the same style, but Dalglish, he was known for scoring that kind of goal again and again and again. So he went cut inside and curl it into the top corner from kind of the, the edge of the box, from the opposite top corner. So that's what Diaz has done two or three times this season. And so, but at pace, yeah, which which probably a lot of players haven't done at Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of pace is something that um, excites the hell out of me because when you see players at opposition teams who who cut through you or you know break through the offside tra- trap at pace, if you've got the right players to make the passes, and once Thiago, Cater, people like these are fit in our team to find yeah. the runner. That's that's just going to be unbelievable. I think you know that kind of and Trent obviously is already there. So Trent and Mo and Mane can play a great ball themselves and Robbo, I suppose. And there's I mean Hendo's not bad at, at playing the through ball too. There's there's so many options in this team that are going to yeah. be great for him. And that I'm waiting to see that crossfield ball from um, from Trent to Diaz where we just cut someone up and he charges through and just blasts it in. It's going to be yeah. So exciting, mate. I'm just buzzing from, from knowing that we've gone for a player like this. It's just the last few years, we, you know, we went for Jota and, and Thiago, obviously, but it's been, you know, we haven't actually been as active, you know, yeah, as we want to be. As When you've won stuff like we have, the Champions League and the Premier League, you'd think they'd go on and, you know, improve the squad or start the rebuild a bit faster than they did, but... You know, we, we suffered for it last year with the defence where just a player was missing. We're suffering for it this year where a midfielder was missing. But it's so interesting to see that they're going for this. And like you said, probably the Spurs thing that's pushed it. And Porto saying, look, we know you want him yeah. <laughs> and we need the money. And he wants to come to you. So do you want to, do you want to have him now? <laughs> just take <Yeah>. him. <laughs> we could do with the cash mates. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, make, yeah. Makes sense. Um, 
Any anything we've missed? You think on on Diaz? Uh, well, it's pretty good. Uh, you've got it quite covered. I've been quite interesting. I might look up your uh, previous pods. That sounds interesting. More on his background and stuff. Yeah. But uh, but it's yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't really think of anything, you know, just really, um, obviously absolutely delighted with this move as a sporting fan, <laughs> hoping that, uh, you know, it will weaken, it will weaken Porto, but, uh, also very happy to, you know, it's always great for, uh, you know, for the Portuguese league when you see great players, hopefully doing well in, you know, very high, uh, profile leagues and, you know, well, the highest profile league, let's face it. and one of the highest profile teams in the world. So yeah, I'll be wishing him well and uh, yeah very I exciting. love it how happy you are as an opposition fan of, uh, of, of his team but um, yeah wow. he could have come a bit earlier really I know. One, of my, come, one of my colleagues <laughs> one of my colleagues um, on Anfield Index and Anfield Index podcast alumni Marco Lopez sends his deepest regards to you I'm going to speak to him around one o'clock I think you might oh, know yeah, him yeah yeah I know Marco and, I know Marco and yeah. Marco Marco's saying um, <laughs> you know I'm sure tonight's going to be finals going to be very tense for both of us because I think uh, it's yeah. Benfica v Sporting tonight or something that's right yeah <laughs> Portuguese League Cup final yeah <laughs> oh lovely so that's yeah. uh, I'm just going to speak to Marco actually about the in a bit and we're, we're getting together at one to to discuss yeah. um, the fan point of view and obviously he's been with Anfield Index since 2013 and he's returning now back to the podcast Airwaves yeah. so that'll be a nice one a nice little plug for that show but yes he's, he wanted me to send um, his deepest regards to you mate so yeah, good yeah, luck yeah. good yeah, luck okay. and, thank um, you very much Thank you very much. Send my regards to him and also my commiserations for tonight. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> banter started already. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Tom. No, he's a great, great guy. Again, Marcus, mate. So he is. He's, he's wonderful. Yeah. Once again, mate, thank you so much for giving us your time. Uh, and coming and talking about um, and well, a player from the Portuguese league rather than a Portuguese player this time, but still it was wonderful to have you on, mate. Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, Gags. And uh, yeah, good luck. Hope uh, Diaz as well. Superb. Thank you. And for you, the listener or the subscriber, as you know, um, this is now the third pod. We we broke the news. We as kind of like did a news round. We had the South American view, expert view. Now we've had the Portuguese league ex- expert view. And um, we're going to have a couple of more pods coming. So we've got old school with myself, Dave and Marco reacting to this, um, discussing the Liverpool squad a little bit as well. Should be fun. Then we've got a stats under pressure deep dive on um, Luis Diaz as well from the boys. I think 30 minutes they're recording tonight. Um, depends on when you're listening. Hopefully it'll be out by then. And then we um, we are hoping to do a bit of a fatigue index on uh, on him as well. So the strength and conditioning side of things um, from Simon Brundish, who's obviously our resident sports scientist, but he's trying to get some help on that. So let's hope let's hope we can get that one over the line as well. Lots coming on Luis Diaz. So thankful there's no games so that we can provide all this content for you that would be so difficult this weekend with the game as well but once again thank you for listening thank you for your support on um Anfield index pro uh, folks um if you want to be part of the community anfieldindex.com forward slash discord come and join the discord server it's a lot of fun in there right now with this dia stuff going on maybe maybe the the car value kid as well from fulham who knows fingers crossed but uh finally thank you again tom hope to hear from you very soon maybe we do something in the summer um see how successful jota and diaz have been that would be good that sounds great okay wonderful thank you mate and uh hope you enjoyed the show and we'll get you well i'll i'll be back very soon we hope you enjoyed listening to this anfield index show 
please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.